Make room at your Thanksgiving table this November because America's Card Room is coming over. And we're bringing over $2.5 million guaranteed. From November 27th to December 6th, you'll find 76 killer events spread out over 10 days with buy-ins as low as 27 cents. And the best part? OSS5 has over $2.5 million in prize pools, including the $1 million guaranteed Million Dollar Sunday Tournament. You'll find satellites feeding into every single event, including the $1 million tourney, only at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 65 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by AmericasCardRoom.com. If you want 27% rate back from AmericasCardRoom.com, simply sign up for your account using one of the links or adverts on the OneOuter.com webpage. This episode and all other previous episodes are on the OneOuter.com website and via iTunes for free. Just search OneOuter Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash OneOuter. If you want to send in questions for Alex on any future shows, then just email them to questions at OneOuter.com or tweet them to me or post them on Facebook. Alex, episode 65, so 65 and a bit hours probably we've done of this. Some episodes, you know, about 80 hours of Ask Alex. Jesus, yeah, man. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like it's 200 hours when I'm dealing with you. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. That's, I'm, I'm like, why is it only 65? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite, it's quite good, uh, 65. So let's get right into it. Me and Alex have been bullshitting with each other for the first 20 minutes, let's 25 keep, let's minutes. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it so, up. So, yeah, let's we've, we've been... Let's make this uh, as little about poker as possible. I, I'm down for that. Let's go. Well, actually, the first thing I was going to do is actually take it right to poker for our, like, ramble at the start. It was the Poker Stars changes with HUDs and stuff. Just what your thoughts uh, were on that. Yeah, uh, poker Stars wants everybody to be a slight loser, and they're, they're, on, their, they're on their way to doing that. Uh, they're... You know, they didn't specify us by name. They just happened to get rid of every feature. We spent hundreds of hours programming, which, by the way, like we, uh, you know, I'm, you know, it was all, it, it's not like I can show you that and you'll become a great player, like off the top of your, off the top of your head. You know what I mean? It still takes quite a bit of work and it's all information you could acquire anybody anyway with pen and paper. We just made a program that can put it together, but you know, Poker Stars is uh, they're they're slowly trying to kill us, and you know they're gonna have their way. I'm a, I don't even think I'm going to PCA this year. I don't even care. I I just I, I don't know. I, I I mean, like they've been doing this for a long time. Like everybody goes, oh, you know, like Amaya ruined it. It's like Poker Stars has been. I've had my dealings with Poker Stars. They've been some pretty crappy people for a long time. Like they're. I, I cannot tell you the petulant crap they've pulled on me just because I've called them out on something. One thing they got really mad at me for was like I showed up I showed up a day early in Poland because I wanted to see Poland. So I showed up for EPT Poland and I rent uh I rent a room and it's like sixty dollars a night, right? And this is like one of the nicest uh hotels in Warsaw, right? And then I took a look at the package, and they were charging you $300 a night uh, yeah. for, like, the hotel, right? Like, it, literally, think that, that's a 500% upsell. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, that, that's pretty bad. 
Also, you consider, like, PokerStars book the hotel. I'm sure they got a deal on each room, you know what I mean? Yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then I called them out on that, right, somewhere. I, I can't remember. Uh, and, uh, it, oh, my God, you would not believe, like, oh, yeah, you can buy in with uh, – you can buy into the EPT with event dollars, except for you, Alex Fitzgerald. It was just like, no, it was just like, I, I'd, I'd, I'd send them an email. Hey, I got the event dollars in my account. Uh, can I get it? We need tourney dollars. Why do you need tourney dollars? Nobody else has to do tourney dollars. Yeah, we need tourney dollars now. I get the tourney dollars. I lose money, right, because I have to, like, go trade for it. And they're like... Yeah, uh, we need uh, actual dollars now. I get the actual dollars, lose more money. Yeah, it's actually a Venn dollars. Again. Like, they would pull this kind of stuff, right? And it's just like, you know, and they're like, and by the way, PokerStars just got worse. So, you know, enjoy it. Like, y'all, y'all can enjoy it. I like, like, late night PokerStars tournaments because you got a lot of, like, the Asian guys playing, like, mm. during the day over there, and they're not really that good. And I don't know. I just, I, I don't boot it up. I don't, I don't like going to their I mean and like by the way they're just trying to make a profit this is just the difference you know what I mean there's there's Walmart that like provides a very good service and they just don't really care about you know, you know it's a, mostly about the bottom line and then there's Costco which you know cares a little bit more about their employees and the people coming in and you know they're both they work you know what I mean? It's just, I, I think there's one I should support, and there's another I shouldn't, you know? So I, I just don't really support. But why, why do you make me talk about poker stars? I hate talking. It's, it's like, talk, talk about the father that beat you as a child. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like. Well, this is therapy. It gets all out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, how much of my life has been ruled by poker stars? Like, just their whims and their. I mean, and just crap they pull. I cannot tell you how many, like... You can talk about Phil Tell if you prefer. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that, yeah. I mean, uh, I got my... Yeah, to be fair, oh, there you go. Uh, there's one thing they did. Well, they took the, the site I was doing the best on, and they killed it, but uh, there's one site I possibly hate more. But there's... Uh, uh, I do hate more. It, it, well, and then... I mean, there was a lot of times, like, I went out to, I remember I went out to San Ramo one time, and they were like, yeah, we got you in a hotel, and it was like, it was literally 45 minutes away from the venue, right? And I'm like, you know, and of course I inquire, like, how, how much is it a night here? And it's like, it, of course, it's a full, like, 40% of what they charge you for the package. And I'm like, oh, that's adorable, right? And then they're like, oh, don't worry, there's a bus, and it's like, it's like going to high school. You have to wake up two hours earlier than everybody else because you're like in a district and I, I got to see all of Italy before I got to that event for a final table and I was like okay this is wonderful right and it's like you know it's like well you can either you know and then they were like there's a lot of times like I remember in Germany there wasn't a damn bus so it was like I had to pay 50 euros each way to like get uh, this was in Dortmund. They put me up in bum after Egypt. And then they were like, yep, you know, sure enough, you know, uh, what's the price on this hotel? Yeah. Okay. Adorable. And then, uh, you know, and I, I'd send emails. Like I expect the difference in my account never responded. You know what I mean? I was charged for something. I did not receive it. Like if a contractor came to your house and said, I need $1,000 for the materials he showed up with them the next day, and he dropped the receipt from his pocket, and it showed he spent $324. You'd be pretty pissed. 
Poker Stars calls this business. You know what I mean? And it, uh, whatever, man. Like, whatever. And by the way, I don't know. I haven't been to an event in a long time uh, of Poker Stars. Maybe this new company has totally changed it. I don't know. I don't care. And, like, I, I just don't really – I don't know, man. There's so much more money on 888, Titan Poker, and especially America's Card Room. Jesus, people are bad on America's Card Room. Like, they're in I, – I just uh, – I, I, I don't know. I don't know why people play on stars. It's like, oh, the software is good. And it's like, I imagine Coke feels amazing as it, go, as it goes up your nostril. It's not good for your brain. Anyway, I'm done with this topic. I'm throwing my <laughs> monitor. I was in a bad mood already. I've been waiting an hour and 50 minutes to do this podcast. I have to listen to Barry Blather about ca- cashing a check. And then, <laughs> what was it? No, and then... I, I, did, I forgot there was daylight saving time, so I showed up an hour earlier, and I was, like, calling your phone, and I'm like, this jackass, you know, showing up late. But, yeah, anywho, anywho, what's going on, Barry? Uh, not, not much. I, I, well, I had you on mute there for a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. Uh, I've been watching Narcos. Have you watched that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't watch TV. Is it good? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, Netflix. Uh, yeah, everybody says it's show. good. It's good. My- yeah, it was good. Well, I'm on to like episode eight. There's only ten uh, season one, so it's mostly nearly in Spanish, finished it. right? Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, uh, like uh, most of it is in Spanish with English subtitles, obviously. That's pretty cool. And it it kind of makes it better, more authentic, because you know yeah, it's, there's nothing that. worse than watching like. You know, World War Two film and like Hitler speaking perfect English. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always like love that. that down, downfall is great because it's like in German with English subtitles. You know, it's more. I don't know. You just it's more believable. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the guy that plays Pablo Escobar is really good, uh, and also the CIA agents are, and uh, the DEA agents. Sorry, uh, they're good. No, yeah, it's worth checking out, and it's that's cool. It's very watchable. Let me it's say, uh, what was I going to say? Oh God. I, I, I loved The Passion of the Christ, well, for obvious reasons, but uh, the, the other thing I liked about it is it's in, like, these ancient languages. Like, there's, the Roman guards are speaking Latin, and, like, you know, it's Aramaic and Hebrew, and it was just... Because you, you want to watch a movie to, like, transport to another part of the world or another time, right? And then, like, it's always disconcerting to, like, go to ancient Rome, and it's like... Well, we're speaking English, but it has a British accent. So, you know, it's okay. Don't worry. Like, and it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, I'm just not buying it. I kind of liked reading subtitles the entire, you know, like Passion of the Christ. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. I haven't, I haven't like watched a movie since we last talked. I haven't like done, all I do is work, man. I'm reading this book, The Power of Story. Everybody should read every book by this guy. This guy is a genius. Uh, I think his name's Jim Lohr. I've never heard it pronounced or know who the guy is. But he was a, he's like a performance uh, psychologist. I don't know. He's a, he's a per, he was a guy who, one of the first guys who started doing performance training in athletics in the 80s. He has one book called The Only Way to Win, which was about like creating a value system for playing, which was just genius, right? It was just like, why do you actually do this, right? And, like, it's one of those things. If you're trying to become a better person through poker, you're trying to become more patient, you're trying to improve your family's life, you're probably not going to tilt off if you think of that in the heat of the moment. You know what I mean? But if you're 
if you're out there for money or whatever, like you're, that's not a very like verifiable reason. That's not going to like keep you on your game. Right. And he, I'm reading this new book by him called the power of story. And it was, it's just a very like powerful concept. And it's a, like, cause I always do this with guys like, Everybody likes fantasy sports. I, I don't know. I don't like fairy tale sports. I, I, it's just not my thing, right? I, I don't have time. I read Sports Illustrated. I want to know what's going on in the sporting world, but I don't like have time to watch games. I don't have time to like cull my roster, but any cull through my roster. I, I said it wrong, but I always do this with my students, right? And I like talk to them about their life, right? And then they're like, yeah, I don't think anything's that wrong. I was like, I want you to imagine you're doing fantasy poker and you have one player comes to you and their application says, uh, I drink three, four nights a week and most of my, uh, uh, most of my diet is chicken fingers. Uh, what, 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 are you likely to hire them? And then they're like, you know, of course this is their story. And they're like, God, I hate you. Right. And then, you know, like putting things in the context of a story is like a really powerful concept. Like show people you are living out like the greatest adventure you'll have in your life. If we could get really cheesy like that, you know what I mean? You will experience like every genre of film you can think about, you're going to experience in your life. And like, there is no story greater than you will ever experience with all five of your senses uh, unless you do some really good acid. No, I'm just kidding. We don't. We, <laughs> no, somebody told me that once during the middle of this speech. I was like, thank you for crapping on my point. But uh, it, it was like, you're never going to experience anything more vivid than that. And you're just like letting it go by like, you know, you're watching like Ed, Ed and Eddie and smoking weed. And it's like, okay, like uh, that, that's a pretty bad use of that. But yeah, everybody check out that book. Great book. Okay. Um, let's let's get into the questions then, Alex. All right. Uh, I feel I feel like we've rambled up. You're pretty nah, wrapped man. up. Let, I'm, I'm, let's, let, let's 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 get this energy into some questions. All right. All um, right. I'll, uh, I'll answer okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> the the first one is from Robert. Uh, hi guys. I recently discovered the show. I really love it. Learning so much. Anyway, I've only been playing for a year or so, and I understand that playing in position gives a big advantage. When I first started playing, I didn't even consider position, just my cards. Uh, can you give me some pointers of what I should think about when playing in position and what I should look to do and exploit and also perhaps playing out of position? Thanks so much. Uh, uh, how do I play poker would pretty much encapsulate in position and out <laughs> of position. <laughs> I'm, I'm guess, that would be all the positions, good sir. Uh, no, in position, you're trying to look at people who will just flat you if you three bet. That's a really big deal. Like, if you see their four bet is really low, uh, their full to C bet is pretty high, uh, their full to three bet is pretty low, that means, like, what they usually do is raise call full. That, that's a wonderful person to take on in position because try filtering out in your, uh, try filtering out in your, uh, Hold a manager, just put like the filter flat three bet and look how much money you hemorrhage typically when you flat a three bet from early position. And by the way, do not send me an email where it's like, well, man, I have 9,000 hands and I'm turning a profit. So obviously you suck and I'm amazing. And it's like, well, no, over a large sample size, it's just you're trying to save money when you 
get three bet and you're out of position, you don't generally make money unless you play like a very tight range, right? This is why you'll see cash game players like raise like 10, 15% from early position, 15% maximum. But MTTers that don't know any of this go like 20, 25, and they get really exploited. So that's something I look for. Uh, you're also looking for people that fold the three bets quite a bit. So like their full to three bet would be 65% or higher, uh, 60% or higher uh, versus those people. You can definitely go against them. Those, uh, those people are not nearly as uh, that doesn't happen nearly as much these days. Uh, you're also looking for hands that play very well in position uh, it, like uh, hands. And what will play better in position these days are hands that play better multi-way because if somebody opens and you flat, uh, that's going to create very good odds, and it's very likely the small blind or big blind are going to come with. And then you're going to play a pretty, uh, uh, you're going to play a multi-way pot. So like big cards don't really work nearly as much as they used to, because in the old days you could flat like ace jack offsuit, and the big blind would fold, and you'd have a heads up pot, which is preferable when you have big cards, and you're really likely to make one pair, and one pair is gonna win typically heads up and uh whereas if like a 5-4 suited might work a little bit better as a flat because if you play like a four-way pot with that you could make a very concealed straight or flush that you you could uh get a lot of money from one pair uh versus or two pair or something like that and uh yeah as far as position you want to make sure you have last position so like cutoff is really good if the button's a super inactive player Button's really good. Hijack is really pushing it. I see a lot of guys like three bet like middle position because early position is going to, uh, you know, early position opens and they're like, oh, I can exploit this guy. And they, they three bet and they still have six people behind them. That, that's not exactly how it works. Like if you ever go into Card Runner's EV and you like, you know, you compute for how often a guy defends behind you, it's quite often if you put in that many people. And that's a very fun exercise. Uh, it, fun for me. A lot of people are like, by the way, by the way, to go into a rant, like in my card runners videos, I say like, you should do this someday, right? Just to get the full effect of how often people are playing behind you, right? And it's a bit of an arduous task because you have to come up with the range for every person behind you. And people will invariably go like, I wasted five minutes of my life like learning about that. Why would I want to do five minutes more of it doing it? I'm like, dude, if you do not have 10 minutes to commit to something you love, you do not have a life. I hate to tell you this, right? And by the way, I know you're on Facebook two hours a day and you binge watched Narcos last night. So don't give me that <laughs> crap. You know what I mean? So anyway, there's the callback. I'm giving Barry a hard time. And Nar Narcos seems awesome. All right. All right. Next question. Yeah. So just because just the guy is obviously a beginner on that. Yeah, yeah. You, you think we're like rather than sort of premium hands and you're, you're speaking more about sort of three bet and like, yeah, connectors and gaffers. And yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm assuming he knows with the premium hands, he can play them fast and do pretty well. Uh, I guess that's one thing we should bring up. A lot of people are like, I'm gonna flat queens or ace king here, and you know because I don't want to play a big pot. And they hear me. I just sent out a newsletter, and people were like, uh, I talk about playing small pots and MTTs. Uh, 
To play a small pot with queens and ace-king, the worst thing you can do is flat with them. Those are one pair hands, and one pair is usually the second best hand by the Turner River. So go ahead and play your premiums fast, especially with 30, 40 big blinds. Very rarely, 50 big blinds, are you going to make a big mistake if you play them fast. So, yeah, play that stuff fast, and I gave you some ideas on some other weaker hands to play fast. And, uh, yeah, good luck to you. Okay, and the next question uh, is from Sky, regular listener. That's good. Oh, by the way, shout out to Sky. Sky sent me his personal notes from one outer, uh, the One Outer podcast. By the way, you should all be like Sky. It's like, oh, this MTT that normally charges $200 an hour to teach you is doing something for free. I'm going to pull out pen and paper and get everything I can get from him, right? And then he goes even further. He goes, Alex, I think these notes might help you with your new book. And he sends them to me. So, of course, I have all these printed up notes of what, what I've blathered about all these years. Fortunately, he's taken out all the anti-Semitic rants that I used to do in our <laughs> early days. But, uh, no, that's a joke. I was trying to think of something heinous I would obviously never do. <laughs> there, uh, you think I... You think I wouldn't have to make that disclaimer, but I usually get three emails like you jackass. Like I can't believe you did that. I still haven't found it, but I'm gonna look for it. But no, uh, Sky, he sent me these notes, and of course, once I have these notes of everything I've said, I'm like, oh my god, dude, here, let me get you another free webinar. And then he's just stacking on top of them. So thank you, Sky. And uh, yeah, man, a re- huge shout out to him. He really did me a solid. Okay, so next. Okay, yeah, what's I, the... I, I think he. I think he actually has like a site or a blog as well. Yeah, um, he did I'm, a review of I'm, us. Yeah. Yeah, something I can't remember where it was. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Sky, send that in. I'll give it a shout. Yeah, out yeah. As send well. it in. I'll we'll retweet it again. I retweeted it once, but just like everything on social media, I lost it the second I, I saw. By the way, speaking of social media. Write me at assassinautocoach at gmail.com if you want to be part of the newsletter. And uh, write me at uh, – or just go on to pokeraddress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We're going to be sending out free articles like weekly now. And it's going to be days or weeks before they come out before everywhere else. Sometimes if I write something like good somewhere else, I'll put it there, right, just to make sure you guys got it. But I, I was reading this book called Your First Thousand Copies the other night. And it made the greatest point. It's like email, people open 90% of their emails. They see less than 1% of their tweets. Why are you focusing on Twitter and Facebook? I was, I was like, well, I'm ready to put a gun to my head. I've been doing this all wrong. But it, yeah, anyway, I want to get m- more in touch with you guys and do more content. If you guys you know, are kind enough to sign up for the emails, I'll send you guys like free stuff free articles and then at the end if you're interested there will be the other stuff we'll do it like that from now on so anyway by the way the article i wrote this morning i took out my notes sky wrote for me and then i made a new article and i i just had a template because sky's the man so what's good sky how can we help you today um okay he's got alex and barry hello again fellas I'm working on my steel game thanks to some great training from alex in his how to study series on card runners and I'm updating the colour ranges of my steel stats in my HUD. I'm wondering what ranges would Alex set his colours for on both his steel and fold versus steel stats. Um, my general rule is green equals steel or re-steel liberally, 
red equals fold versus his steal or don't steal with weak ranges because he defends a lot and yellow means to examine the situation a little more closely before I make a decision. You know, as I'm going through and rereading my email, I'm hearing Barry's voice in my head reading the question out loud to Alex. Alex, accent, intonation and everything. I get a kick out of that. Thanks again, Sky. <laughs> Sometimes when I read my emails, I imagine it's Morgan Freeman. And no, no, it's a... What, what are... What was it? There was a meme the other day. It was like the professor from Futurama. It's like, I'll make you a bet. You just read this in my voice, right? And then it was like, oh, my God, I did. Like, that's <laughs> so funny. But, uh, yeah, uh, the numbers I generally set are I – I don't know. Honestly, I'm the worst about setting colors. And then with the Assassinato HUD, you know, the guy wanted to do it uh, who actually made the whole program, so I let him do it. But, like, 70% or higher would be – I don't know why I put red. Red is like, I, I don't know, like red is like my target. Like, you know what I mean? Like kill, kill, red. <laughs> like, so, but you would, in your system, I would go 70 or higher would be green. And uh, like uh, 50 to 70 would be like yellow. Like, hey, take a look at this again. Because like if one guy's like 65 and the other's like 90, you can still do the steal. But like... You know, if it's 65 and 65, you should lay off. And uh, anything 50 or under would be, like, red. Like, you can't steal from them. But if you see that, be sure to look at uh, be sure to look at his three bet, like, right after. I'm, I'm thinking of, like, what I do in the, flight of, the fight of the moment. The, the, it, it, like, and I'll, like, if I see, like, oh, he doesn't fold big blind. Okay, does he three bet much? No, he doesn't. Okay, so he probably just flats. Okay, look at fold to C bet. Fold to C bet is 60%. Okay, great, he flats, and then he folds. Okay. And then, but if you see three bets pretty high, take a look. And uh, you can also pull up a pop-up of, like, big blind. We do that with Assassin Hunt, and it'll show you everything the guy flats with. And if you see he's flatting with, like, Jack Force suited or whatever, go ahead and pop it up to 2.5x because nobody folds anyway. And they're going to be loot. They're going to check fold the flop the majority of the time. That is what everybody does out of the big blind. They fold 55, 60% of the time. And then you get more money based on how much money they invested pre-flop. So about the most you can get before they stop folding, uh, excuse me, before they start folding is 2.5x. So I, that's what I do when I'm trying to get the guy uh, in there to fold. And you should be 2.5xing pretty much always anyway. Uh, the 2x is dead. I said it. Watch. Everybody's going to go to 2.5x, and they're going to go, this is a great idea. I wonder who came up with this. And then, anywho, like, I, I mean, the 2x was a good play. The 2x was a good play back when everybody folded. Nobody folded, folds anymore. You make it 2x, like, uh, my poodle could figure out how to play the big blind, you know? Like, it, it, I've set up simulations where, like, the guy, like, uh, the flop comes four of a kind, he moves all in. If he misses, he open folds. He still makes money if he flats the 2x, right? If he flats the 2.5x, he's got to actually be a poker player, and even then he can still lose. So 2.5x, guys. And, yep, remember, you heard it here first. Tell everybody about the One Outer Podcast. Okay, and the next question is from another regular, well, semi-regular, uh, Mark Rink. Uh, oh, hey, guys, hey what's good, Mark? I bet he I bet he capitalized a lot of random words in this email. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the man. I just I love that he 
every time I read it, it's like a battle rapper, like stressing like a word on somebody <laughs> while they're screaming in their ear. What's up, Mark? Yeah, I've pasted it. Um, I, I Actually, before we go into that, I forgot to ask as well at the start of the show. You just reminded me. So we'll put Mark's question just to the side just now. What's happening with uh, the footage of your latest oh, one again? Okay, that... so, okay wow. Uh, I saw an early version of it, and it's just painful. Like, my choke was a lot longer than I realized. And, uh... I can't wait to see that. This is... <laughs> like, I arguably... There's a lot of people... A lot of people were like, you lost versus the source. I was like, state your case, right? Well, uh... You know, he's a pro, and... Uh, and it's like, yeah, thank you. That's a wonderful argument. And a lot of people will go, well, you won first round and third, but, but what? Like, yeah. you know, and then it's like, it, it, which by the way, I'm not saying I beat the Saurus, but I kind of had a huge edge in that someone told me he, he was going to take it very seriously. So I took it very, very deadly seriously. And he just thought it was going to be all jokes. So I kind of had an unfair advantage there, but that one was pretty even. Plan 9, I thought, was pretty even. It was more up to, like, what style you preferred. You know what I mean? And then uh, I, I just lost to Cannon. Like, it's, it's obvious he had the battle of his life. And, but, like, dude, I just, like, had a heat stroke up there, man. Like, so, anyway, they're figuring out how to edit the footage. Like, the other guy is such a gentleman. He actually wants, like, he, he's like, you can just edit out the choke. And I'm like, well, that's not really like fair you know what i mean so like the editing stuff is taking a little longer also we're trying to get america's card room uh, it, uh, uh america's card rooms ads on there and like youtube has the most long-winded process to get a pop-up link on their thing right and like i was working on this by the way like this was supposed to be paste an ad and we were done i was on the phone about this for hours yesterday but yeah, we have the footage and we're going to, we have the subtitle guy ready. I'm going to, we're going to have Spanish subtitles because I mean, the one cool thing about this battle is it has like a selling point. And even if it has me choking in it, the first two rounds are fire. Like I'm obviously like on my game. Right. And he's, he's doing really well. I'm doing really well. And yeah, it's going to come out. It's going to come out pr hopefully in the next week or two. No longer than that. It should have taken this long, but there was... We're fighting with YouTube on a bunch of things. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be Mexico versus USA. This is going to be... And by the way, pay really good attention to Cannon's bars. Cannon has so much, like, insidious... Like, you can tell he did so much research about me before that battle, right? He brings up me being an alcoholic... He brings up my childhood. He brings up, it's like, you know, it, he says it in the form of another person, but it was like sinning to tithe your 10% and stuff. Like, it, it's like, it, it's just like, it's so artful. Like, he is so, in, it's like, I don't know. He, he, it's to me what battle rap, like, is at its highest point, which is just like, it's a really, like, De it's a deconstruction of the other person, right? And it's not mm -hmm. even like, it's not even really like malicious. It's like, it, it's like a brother like cussing you out. You know what I mean? Like when he's pissed at you, 
And I was just like, God, like I was watching the footage. I was like, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. You know what I mean? It was like, Jesus, this is good. So yeah, when it comes out, I think the first two rounds, people are going to argue. I got them because I had more crowd reaction. Like, and I mean, I wrote for the crowd, right? I essentially, I knew I was going into enemy territory and I'm like, yeah, and I'm in, you know, like, by the way, they took my Alaskan ass to the hottest gym in little Mexico. What did they think was going to happen? And like, I got, I got the crowd more to my side the first two rounds and then I just lost it in the third. And it was like, I think his first two rounds were so solid. And his third was like, he tried something really different. It works really well. I think he won the match. And it was like, obviously in the face of my choke and like, it's bad, dude. It's just, and then, you know, another kid at that event, like, collapsed, right? Like, and I think... Yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I, I'm looking at the footage, I was like, dude, I think I was there. Like, I think it was about to happen. <laughs> like, you can see me, like, sweating and, like, not, like, remembering anything. And, like, I had done that battle 20 times without a slip-up. And, like, I practiced for that battle more than I did for the Saurus, more for plant. Plan 9, I had my stuff, like, half memorized by the time I got there. I was outside rehashing it again and again. I still got it off, right? And, like, I was way more comfortable this time before I got in that ring. But, yeah, you just have, like, you know, it's kind of hard to see it on the video because we put all the people behind the camera so you could actually see us and we could move around. But it was just hundreds of people crowding around you and you're running around. And it's just like, ugh, like... But, but also, you never know. Like, you can rehearse it and rehearse exactly. it until the moment. It's like what they say with uh, penalty kicks at football. You know, like oh, taking that's penalties. Such a good point. You can't. You can do as many as you want on the training field, but like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. In front of sixty thousand in the World Cup final, I, it's a different. It's a completely different. I read. Kick. I, I'm loving these books, like by like free the free economics authors and like the guy who wrote Moneyball, Michael Lewis. Like yeah, just, there's a lot of books like this around just now. It seems quite fashionable. Yeah, it does seem very yeah. fashionable, but it's fun. It's really, but they talk about like statistically what is better in a game, and it's so interesting because it's so like poker, right? Because my job is essentially to figure out statistically what is the most effective play and how does nobody know about it. And they found that for World Cup football, which is oh my god, I used the wrong word. Excuse me, soccer. Oh, I gave it the name of the real sport. But anyway, uh, they say with penalty kicks, like statistically, there's like two guys who do this. If you have a part of your game is to kick it right down the middle, like if you just drill it right at the goalie, your success rate skyrockets. Because you think about it, the goalie has two decisions compared to most people, which is he needs to decide right at the start, whether to dive left or dive right. And if you kick it right down the middle, they have video of this. Like, there's, like, nine times out of ten, the goalie, like, freaks out, dives one section, can't get back, and it goes right in, right? And then even if it gets blocked, the next time he sees you, he's going to be kind of twitchy about jumping because he's going to look like an idiot if he jumps clear to the right and it goes down the middle, right? But no, like, uh, no soccer player really wants to do this because if you drill it right down the middle and the goalie picks it out and just yeah. grabs it, you are going to look like the biggest dumbass on planet Earth. 
And there's a lot of correlations to that in poker. And it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, with battle. But the, be- the best penalties are the ones that like Messi takes and they just a little chip down yeah. the middle. You know the keeper's going in. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, sorry, guy. Sorry, player. And then what, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. But with the battle rap thing, people always want to hear about it. I think I'm going to try to – I'm getting more involved with DFW Battle League. I keep helping them with a bunch of crap anyway, so they started slapping me with a title, which is like social media manager or whatever, right? But, like, I think I'm going to just, like – I'm going to go to, like, their smaller events. Like, we were the main – this – I have not – I've always been the main event when I battle rap, which is kind of disconcerting your first three battles. You know what I mean? And then I think I'm just going to, like, build up on – a lot. I'm going to do like some smaller events and I'm going to build up and really try to learn the technique before we start doing any like bigger opponents. There, there's some guys that have contacted me. They're like, you want to pay my fee? Like, and it's pretty reasonable. You can go against me. And it's like, yeah, but I, I don't really want to sit there and hear you scream about my past for three rounds in front of a hundred people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, especially while I'm still learning this, but yeah. No, it's, it's fun. Battle rap's good fun. Mark Rink is a huge battle rap fan, too, by the way. So this was uh, the, uh, bringing this up. Let's get to his question. Yeah, l- let's get to Mark's question. Um, hey, guys, it's Mark Rink again. We've established that now. <laughs> uh, here it goes. Uh, 250-buck tourney. Blinds are 400-800 with 100 antis. Effective stats about 28,000. Uh, under the gun plus two opens to 3K. I'm in middle position. <laughs> Okay. I'm in middle position with ace king off. I call big line complete, so it's three way. Wait, 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 it was four hundred, eight hundred, and the guy opens for three k. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is live. Okay, okay. Yeah. So a- anyway, okay. Really live. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm in middle position with ace king off. I call big line complete, so it's three way to the flop. Pot about nine k. Flop comes king ten five rainbow. Big blind checks, pre-flop razor makes it 4,500. I jam my remaining 25k, pot now around 15k, with top pair, top kicker. Big blind snap calls and pre-flop razor calls. <laughs> big, blind, big, blind, big blind flops set of fives and pre-flop razor has king queen and I'm out. I should have raised, what one, should I have raised and called off? To a shove free, I was thinking three betting basically puts me all in no matter what. Forty percent of my stack if I three bet or call and try to outplay and hit something, losing just fifteen percent of my stack seemed like a better option. But I'm not really sure. Was I correct in jamming over his four thousand five hundred lead out? Even a min raise is half my stack. So where did I mess this up? I know it's a bit of a cooler situation, but I know this would never happen to Assassinato. Thanks, guys. You're two of the finest. I only know two people, though. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there, uh, you clearly haven't seen me on EPT. I, I'm more than capable of something like this. As, uh, uh, well, okay, first off, your pre-flop play I like. Uh, generally, with Ace-King, you're trying to get a heads up. I would assume with that raise, the big blind wouldn't usually come along. But apparently he had a little something. And, uh, okay, he does. I like your call. If you three bet there, you're pretty much, like, putting the guy in. I think he's going to fold, like, ace-jack, ace-queen, and probably get in better. So 
I don't know if that's really a good idea to be three betting there. On the flop, I like your jam because it looks a lot like Queen Jack. And in live poker circles, which I'm guessing you're in here, uh, people are really big on, like, I thought he had a draw, so I called. Like, that's, like, socially correct, right? If you make it, like, 10K there and the guy has to jam king-queen, what's not socially correct in that environment is... You know, like, what, you know, why did you three bet jam? Like, such a weak pair, my God. You know what I mean? So, I think that was the way for you to get the most money. I think you were getting called off by a lot of weaker hands. And uh, I, I think it's just bad luck you ran into the set of fives. I mean, you were probably crushing this guy for his whole stack if that, uh, that got. And I mean, he pro- there's a good chance he would have three bet ten. So, you're really only worried about king ten and kings. He probably would have three bet. You're only worried about tens or fives. So, yeah, uh, I think you played this hand fine, Mark. Don't worry about it. Just to play devil's advocate, do you not think a three bet with the stacks there with, with Ace King? Like, I mean, no, I mean, God, God forbid I question. God, no, 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 know? no. I, 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 I just think for I me, about, I, I thought about it while you were asking the question. I was, yeah. I was like, live. I think I, every time I do that live, like, the guy, like, pisses and moans and shows Ace Queen and folds. And yeah. then, like, I always go, why did I three bet, right? And then a lot of times I don't call there because I expect, like, the big blind to come along and then the small blind. And then I'm playing this four-way pod and I flop top here and I don't even know if it's good. And uh, I don't think that's going to be the problem because he raised bigger. You know what I mean? So I I, I like his play throughout, which, by the way, I would – Mark never misses a chance to give me crap. So I I would love – to like give him a hard time here, but I, I can't really find something. Yeah, I suppose the initial raise is what kind of makes it a bit even like a real sticky spot, isn't it, with Ace King? Because it's like he's made it three thousand, the blinds are four and eight. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is I mean Does make technically sense. live, that could be like without knowing more about the player and sitting playing with him. That could be some old guy like going, I'm not getting my king's crap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah, like this yeah, could be like, yeah. you don't, don't go broke with a queen in your hand. And dear God, I have yeah. two of them. Yeah. You know, so let's, uh, let's yeah, how it you in. play Jack? Yeah, yeah, how do you play Jack, man? How yeah, no, it is, it is. It's one of those, it, it just shows you again with poker. Like that, you know, oh, like, God, how could you not have re raised? Like, technically, like, if I was playing that, I'll be honest. I probably like with twenty eight thousand live game again without unless I had a real played with a guy for the re- the rest of the day and thought you know had a better sort of idea of his range and stuff like that. I think I personally would have uh, three bet there looking to get Ace King in against them. You know, like right, a, a race right. or or make him call off Ace Queen or or just take the middle. You know, sort of thing like with a stack like that. I mean, what is it? It's about it's less than 30, you know, it's about 30, just over 30 big blinds, about 35 big blinds. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I... That's see why I'm point. broke, and that's why I, I see, No, I mean, I see your point. It, it's one of, I was thinking about that while you were asking the question, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I think Mark did, I think Mark did exactly what I would do, down to the shove on the flop. I, I, I would... Yeah. I, I would shove it, like, pretty quick, and then... I, it's hindsighting just because we see the set of fives, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. let's be honest, the small blinder, where was he? Under the gun plus two opens, he's in middle position. So it's full, 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 big blind completes. So, yeah, he's calling 22 more 
in the middle with like set to hit his set. So it's just unlucky that's happened, really, isn't it? Right, right. Yeah, it's just I, I mean, it's just bad luck, really. I, and uh, and I hate saying anything's bad luck because you can't really learn from that. But in this case, I, I don't really think you can learn a whole lot more. So all right, next question. Yeah, full days, full days king to the yeah, three thousand thing. Days <laughs> king's a drawing hand, haven't you heard? <laughs> Oh, I used to hate that. Oh, it's high. What are you putting there? <laughs> uh, I, I had a guy berate me for two minutes before calling me, and then he tabled kings, and then he kept berating me. like, And then he busted me from the tournament after playing a 15-hour day or something like that at the Venetian. I was like, wonderful. Like, well, this feels amazing. Like, our, I don't know. People seem to really love to cuss me out at poker tables, but uh, anyhow, like, how dare you play more aggressive than I like? Like, you know. Okay. So, nice, nice hand, Mark, and just unlucky. Yeah, dude, it's all good. It's all good, man. You're fine. Okay, next question is from Tim. This will be the last question for today. All right. Uh, I've really struggled this year, treaded water, really, with my game. Large periods of break-even, as you guys spoke about on the previous show. And also, I ran really bad and was way under EV. I don't mean to bitch and moan, but... But you just did. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Is that what this is about, Tim? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't mean to bitch and moan, but bankroll is around the same as it was at the start of the year. So kind of feel like it's a year wasted. Any ideas of what I can focus on going into 2016? I mainly play online with the occasional live MTT thrown in for a shot. Thanks, Tim. Well, I... Uh... I don't know if you're. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's your only job. If it's not your only job, it's not. I I, I would really think it's weird. You'd call it a year wasted because you probably learned quite a bit during this year that could set you up for the best year of your life, poker wise. You know what I mean? When those guys have those breakout years. Everybody always talks about, like, oh, my God, he's so sick. And it's like nobody saw the four years prior to that of the guy struggling. You know what I mean? And this is, you know, one of those things, like, people always do the whole, like, does it bother you you don't have, like, some big score? And it's like, well, yeah, of course I want that. But I'm sure once I get that, people are going to be like, oh, my God, this guy came out of nowhere. And they're not going to, you know, they're not going to see the years of, like, putting in the work, making final tables, nothing working. And, like, high stakes, this stuff can go on for years, man. Like, hmm. you you know, break even is actually pretty good at high stakes. If you're not, like, you know, like, uh, I did something recently. It was, like, I looked at uh, – I looked at how many BBs I was under expectation. It was, like, pretty drastic. And I saw I was, like, you know, pretty much break even in that spot. I was like, whoo, you know, like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So you're in the same spot. Like, you're under EV and you broke even, which means you must be doing something right. You know, a lot of people, they run under expectation. They go broke and lose the house. And that's not an exaggeration. Like, there's a lot of these guys that play, especially live MTTs, you know what I mean? They have, like, one good year when they start they buy the house and they start balling. And then four years later, they haven't won anything. They put the house up because they just got to prove to everyone how sick they are. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, you know, it doesn't work out. And, you, you know, that that's pretty much it as far as their poker career. You're still on the ascension. You haven't gone down, you know what I mean? So you're, uh, even if there's a bit of a flat line there, 
And I, I would just say, like, you know, most likely there's something strategic you're not picking up on. You're probably not doing the work you should be doing. There, there's, it's very likely, a lot of times I hate watching training videos. Uh, a lot of times I watch worthless training videos. Sometimes I watch a guy who's supposed to be so successful, and I can pull out Cardrunner's EV and show you a lot of his plays are just horrible. And you know what I mean? But I got to sit there and listen because there might be one thing he does way better than me, right? And by the way, that thing he does better might be the most important thing right now. But if I'm just going to sit there and be arrogant, I'm going to miss out on that, right? And then there's, you know, a, you, it's a lot of study. It's a lot of waking up early. It's a lot of six hours, seven hours of sleep, waking up. Seven is typically what I recommend, waking up at 8 a.m., uh, getting the work in. There's a lot of times I wake up here at 8 a.m. and I get to work and I, I'm drinking my coffee. I do like, you know, I, I do the calcs. I go through industries and I don't really feel like I'm getting anywhere. But the day I start waking up at 10 and just getting to the tables only, there's a reason I don't play that much. It's because when I do play, I tend to have a pretty good plan as to what I'm doing. And I go in there and I make money and I get out. The, the thing... Uh, and once things start like dovetailing, I uh, are tailing off or whatever. I, I just let it go for a little while and I come back. Whereas a lot of people, re I, I go back to the drawing board and see what uh, perhaps I could be doing uh, differently. And a lot of people just don't do that. You know what I mean? They just try to play through it. And that's when you can get, I mean, I know players that have had break-even stretches for four or five years. You know mm. what I mean? And it's just because, you know, you watch them play and they haven't progressed since 2010. They just haven't gotten better. You know what I mean? And we all do this to some degree. Like, my goal is to watch, like, 30 minutes of training videos a day. I could probably do more. Uh, there's a lot of times I do a card runner ZV calc for something, and it's a very surprising finding. I'm like, why haven't I done this earlier? And it's like, well, I probably knew it was going to take me however long that it just took me and it was it, it was I, it was a real pain in the ass and I just didn't want to do it and it instead I've been pl in playing with inferior information for a year or so right and th then there's a lot of guys that are just like by the way like card I'm not good with computers and I make mistakes all the time with computers but they like they, they, there's guys that like are former like technicians and engineers that have worked in much harder uh, fields of business than poker study would have you calculating. And yet, when they come into the game of poker, they just want to play. They just like the rush of going deep. They just want to dream or they want to piss and moan about their bad luck. And uh, really what they should be doing is just hitting the books. I cannot tell you how many times I show people like, there's an argument in a stable, and, like, they're, like, they're in the, the best player goes, this is how you play the hand, and they all go, okay, we'll play it like that from now on. I'm like, hold on, you guys got no evidence for that, right? And then I'll pull up a Cardrunner ZV calc I did recently, and then I'll say, okay, this proves he's wrong. Let's do it again just to be sure. We do it again. Okay, this proves he's wrong. You all were... You all were about to follow something blindly, maybe for the rest of your lives, just because this guy said it. 
You know what I mean? And this guy, what? He's run hot for three months. And then they go, wow, that looks like a really powerful program. And then I'll talk to them a week later. I'm like, who downloaded the Card Runners EV demo just to start? Like, just start. Just uh-huh. download the, like, uh, the, just try their first thing. A raise fold from 10 big lines. Something dead simple. Not one of them have done it. Not one of them. Looks complicated. I don't want to do that. I do a lot of stuff every day I don't like to do. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, a lot of times I don't, you know, a lot of times it's about humility too. I don't like to admit uh, there's certain, like there's certain fields of players I, I just can't be. You know what I mean? It's not something I'm really proud of. I used to do very well at cash. When I play cash now, I don't really do that well. And uh, it's not really something I'm proud of. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure if I had eight hours a day to commit to it like I used to, uh, I think I could do okay. I don't think I'd ever like be smashing it like maybe I was before. But sometimes it's about admitting, hey, I'm not really that good at like, you know, I'm just playing turbos on poker stars and uh, I'm just playing hundreds and whatnot. And uh, I don't seem to have much of a, I, I don't seem to have much of an edge right now. I should play 20s and 50s on America's Card Room 888, Titan Poker Party, and stuff like that. I should really commit to learning about these concepts that constantly have me confounded as opposed to worrying about my bad luck. And, it's, you know, it takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of hard work, and it takes a lot of frustration. And it takes a lot of disappointment before you get anywhere. But the way I've always looked at it is – you know, you can be disappointed and go nowhere, or you can be disappointed and do something about it. And I, for whatever reason, I've never really understood. Most people pick the former. And uh, life is really much more about the latter. And not even being disappointed in yourself, just saying, like, that I, I tried this way, it didn't work out. You know, I didn't know before that this wouldn't work out. If this had worked out, I would be going down a new path. It would have been wonderful, but it didn't. So... I'm going to try it another way and keep hammering at it. Yeah, definitely. And also what I would say is you, you touched on it at the start, Alex, and I don't know Tim's uh, actual you know life situation and stuff, but he says like it's a wasted year. But if you're doing this for a living and you've lived for the year oh, and, your ban- and your bankroll's still the same, then it's not a wasted year. It's like you're another year on, and you're like you've lived for a year, and I assume you've lived like relatively well. Um, so you can't moan. It's like right. any job. It's like you've 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 worked for a year, and yeah, you don't have any further savings, maybe or something. Or but you, you said specifically bankroll. So if your bankrolls are around the same, but you've been living like withdrawn from it then you've got to remember that as well. So even though you've been, a, you know, a break-even spell or running under EV, if you've been withdrawing money because, or, you know, making money live or whatever, then it's not a wasted year financially. There's no such thing as a wasted year if you're still yeah. alive at the end of it. Yeah, good, but, good point. <laughs> um, but also, it's yeah, if you're, if you're taking money out to live and spend, then you've, you know, you've maybe paid some bills or... Even if you do it like semi-professional and you've maybe taken out and bought some stuff or played some live events that you paid your travel and stuff like a little break or something, then you got to add all that up as well. I know it's like, but 
Alex is right. It's, you hear about everybody's overnight successes or people on heaters, and you don't hear about the reality of it. Um, well, I mean, well, Alex has said the reality for you know for all these po- podcasts, but you got to remember, right. it's like you you only ever hear about the tournament winners. They don't like the magazines or the websites don't come out and go. Uh, such and such had a you know a three hundred dollar night the other night, or you know it's like it's this person won the main event. This yeah, person they, won an APT. They don't you say Assassin Auto lost five thousand dollars on Sunday. How are you thinking? Yeah. feeling this Monday morning. You know, yeah. like uh, you know, it, like what does he tell his wife when she asks, like how how how'd you do last night, honey? You know, yeah. his wife, who's a doctor, who makes half of that in a month sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then and there's one, like, I mean, to give you guys, like, reality, like, if you're going to look at that as a wasted year, you should just give up. Like, it's, it, and I'm not, I know that sounds really mean, and I think you've, I, I think you didn't mean, like, wasted year, like, uh, completely, you know what I mean? I, I think you yeah. just... You you are telling how it feels, not like what you consciously believe, right? But there are some people that will tell you that's a wasted year, and it's like there's nothing really wasted in if you try and fail and learn. Now everybody talks about, you know, like in my community now, it's all like Alex is the successful dude. He's the 27 year old guy with the house and the blah blah blah, and he's he's doing well and his business is doing well, and you know he seems to be happy and gets to go out and stuff like that. They don't see like I made all that money when I was a kid and I lost it on like trying to give my friends the same life. I made all the money again. I lost it to black Friday. I borrowed against that money when it was going to come out. Right. I lost all that money. Once I got my, I, once I got my like six figures released by full tilt years later, I got like nothing from it. I got hammered on taxes. I got, there were just years like I was living in like a mansion one year and the next year I was in like inner city central America. Like guy, you know, it's like church, uh, liquor store, chicken spot, you know what I mean? And then like, and I was there because that's what I could afford, man. That's what I could afford. And then I think my only gift really is not really intelligence or talent or anything like that. I think it's that I was genuinely excited because even though I'd lost that, it's still like going back to what we talked about at the beginning. This is a pretty badass story. You know what I mean? Like I was in the inner city detoxing. You want to talk about an intense detox, like being there, you know what I mean? And then like I would do road work every morning and it was like chain link fences. And then there was like kids in wheelchairs dealing crack. You know what I mean? You go to, like, the local basketball court, and there's, like, trash burning on fire. You know what I mean? And it's, like, when I was sweating it out, and I was getting it in, I was feeling better every day, and I was learning again. But if I, if I had thought of the reality of my situation right then, which was last year, I had a home with a private beach. I had an entourage. I had personal assistants. I had cooks. I had a visiting masseuse. And now I'm here because I so horribly managed my money. And, you know, there was a little run bad as well, but like not nearly as much as I'd like to believe, you know what I mean? And I trusted wrong people. I invested in bad businesses. And then to go from that to 
having all the money again and then losing it all again and then thinking, well, I'm going to get this lump sum one day maybe and then losing so much more money, you know if this money ever comes out, you're not getting any of it. And if it never comes out, you're 100K in debt. Like going through all that, I think most people would have quit. You know what I mean? And it's not that I have tenacity or anything. It was just like, if I get out of this, I will be unstoppable. No one will have anything on me, right? You know what I mean? And there were break-even years. There were losing years. I still would make money because I learned, uh, like, other skills, you know what I mean? Like, teaching and writing articles and stuff like that. And, like, I had to go to that stuff because I wasn't doing that well. Now... You know, my family, you know, praise be to God, can live off of that. You know, and it's not like a huge living, but like, you know, it it it, it, it pays for my mom to have a maid, and it pays her groceries, and it takes it takes care of uh, you know my wife and stuff like that. And I get to have my little projects. I get to you know make my little studio in the little part of town that has really cheap, uh, I, that has like really cheap rent, and I get to have you know my wife gets to make her demo there, and we don't have to pay ridiculous studio time. And it's like a lot of that money just is because of these skills I learned when I was quote, having wasted years, you know, as some people would say, right. I had to learn how to write. I had to learn how to teach. And now I realize all my failures really prepared me for teaching because I can go like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. You don't want to do that. Trust me. And then, you know, I can tell them a funny story about how broke I went off of, you know, like, I can smoke weed when I play, I'll be all right, no worries, you know, I can have a shot while I'm finishing up the night, man, you know, we're going to bed anyway, soon anyway, and then our, any bad habit, when it comes to, like, anger problems, or stuff like that, I can go, look, this is where it went, I have a very vivid example, and then people go, whoa, okay, and that makes me, you know, I didn't see that at that time, I didn't, I didn't see, I really believe it was, like, God, I believe like God has a plan for you if you just respond to it. Right. And a lot of people won't call it God, but they'll call it, you know, like flow. You know what I mean? Everybody understands flow. Everybody understands when Kobe Bryant's in his zone, you know what I mean? And if you can just look like Kobe Bryant, when it's in his zone, like you can hack at him, you can foul him. He can miss four shots and he'll just, that'll motivate him more. Tiger Woods would get in an impossible lie. And his father would tell him, every match you have, every 18 holes you play, you're going to have a horrible uh, lie at some point. But that's just going to be the setup for you to have a miracle shot, and everybody's going to be talking about it. And, like, he believed that. He came off of that. You know what I mean? And then he, he, if you watch, like, Tiger's old videos, like, just absurd lies, and somehow he'd get out of it. And he didn't even look flustered. That's because he built himself up for that. So if you really believe your failures are going to build you into something else, if you're really trying to learn and if you're really trying to learn and you're trying to attach it to some higher purpose to build yourself up, I think eventually things and always keeping an open mind, always trying to see where maybe the money's not being made. You, you haven't seen before. I think, I think it's going to lead you to some great places. So this is just the beginning, Tim. Don't worry. Things are cool. Go forth and fail, my friend. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's what, what we'll call this episode. Go forth and spew. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go forth and spew. Go, for, go so forth this, and spew part two. Let's do that. Yeah, like, this is go, go forth and fail. Go okay. forth and go forth and that's fail. Bad. Very charming. Yeah, char- yeah. <laughs> no, just change it to go fail more. Uh, you're not yeah. failing enough, or something like that. Yeah. 
it's true, isn't it? It's, I read something. It's funny on today. It's like one of these little quotes popped up somewhere, and it's it's true. It's like if you come out as something like a big disappointment, but you're wiser, then you've won. You know what I mean? It's right, like, right. It's you can't. It's you don't realize it. It's like what I've said to Alex before. I think. Or even off it, you don't realize like until you look back years ago how it all kind of works out, or it all is right. meant to like that happened. If it didn't happen at the time, it's shit. You know, you're broke and whatever. But if that didn't happen, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. Right. You wouldn't be as strong. And and you've always got to lose your first million. We all know that. <laughs> you know? Well, and I mean, <laughs> there, there was I was just reading this paper from I think it was from Stanford. And they were talking about, they were looking at people's, like, they were trying to find, like, quantifying, quantifiable, like, they were trying to find what makes successful people, right? And one of the things they found that they were really surprised by was some huge failure at some point, right? Like, a really bad one. Like, Walt Disney, Henry Ford, these guys filed for bankruptcy. Uh, The guy who founded KFC was not successful until his 60s. Brian Cranston was, like, in his mid-40s before he got his first uh, consistent sitcom gig. Up until then, he probably got rejected from hundreds of jobs. Jimmy Kimmel got fired from 13 radio stations before he started uh, getting some traction at K-Rock in L.A. It just, the list goes on and on. And so, if you think you're going to get into this, and, like, I think it almost does a disservice to you, because... I know a lot of the guys who won a lot of money at 23, 24 in poker. And when they fall, dude, it is bad because like, you want to talk about like, uh, like, uh, you want to talk about like a come down. You want your first experience with poker when all that adrenaline and like the hormonal pressure of that age was going through you and you made a million dollars and now this guy, Alex Fitzgerald, is going to tell you, you got to play $20 MTTs. You're not ready to play 50s anymore. You're probably not going to listen. You know what I mean? And you're probably not going to derive the intrinsic pleasure from it. You know what I mean? But if you struggled at the beginning and you know how hard it was, it, it's one of those things I tell people. I never, like, I don't know anybody in poker. This isn't sarc- uh, This isn't hyperbole. I don't know anyone in poker who had like a worse childhood than me. And that's not to say it was that bad. It just happens that most poker players don't have bad childhoods. You know what I mean? And like, by the way, when you're poor in the States, you're still like in the top 1% of most countries. So I'm not going to act like it was horrible. You know what I mean? My family are like good people. They just went through some bad times or whatever. But I tell people now, like I would never trade that. Like I would never trade that in a million years. Every time I have a meal now, like, my wife makes fun of me because I really sit and I look at it and I'm like, isn't this nice? Isn't this cool we can eat out? And she, you know, she teases me like, honey, it's been like this for years. You could eat out whenever you wanted. I'm like, yeah, but there was, you know, there was a time we were on food stamps and we didn't have that. And it's like now the food tastes better because I know what it means. And it's like, yeah, I mean, life is beautiful, man. Good luck to all of you. Yeah, a good note to end it on. Um, Alex, how can people get in touch with you for more advice on failing? <laughs> <laughs> Write me at assassinalcoaching at gmail.com. If you want to talk to me about private lessons, uh, we do have a couple new, we do have new pricing systems and new deals now. Uh, I'll give you all the details if you write me in. And by the way, it's me on the email right now. John is out uh, for a while. 
And uh, they're uh, well, actually, I, I'm. I, I guess I should announce this. I'm kind. I'm kind of taking over as. Uh, I, I just. I, I I had to trim my staff a bit because it wasn't not not any fault of anybody's. I just realized like, man, I got a lot of money going out and not as much money coming in ever since this Twitch thing. Okay, it used to be, you know, we were just making money hand over fist with those videos. And it was like, yeah, hire three assistants. Now it's kind of, eh, you know, it's not, it, John's still working with me. We're going to do like webinars together and stuff like that. But yeah, if you write an email now, you're going to talk to me if you've ever wanted to do that. So yeah, write me at assassinatorcoaching at gmail.com. Uh, I'll, I'll answer most non-idiotic queries and, uh, be sure to follow my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash the assassinato. And, uh, you know, be sure to favorite that and you'll get a notification every time we're streaming and, uh, sign up for cardrunners.com. That's my, uh, personal training site. Uh, it's not my personal training site. It's the one I use. And, uh, it's $30 for two months access to 2,000 plus videos if you use promo code free month, all capital letters. And uh, be sure to sign up for America's Card Room. The, the, get rake back. It, nobody gives you rake back anymore. Get 27% rake back through uh, the link at the bottom. And we have a new deal right now, which is you write me at assassinatorcoaching at gmail.com. Say, I signed up. I, you know, I call America's Card Room. I make sure, you know, I send in your email. I, send in your uh, screen name and we find out you deposited and signed up, you get a free copy of why Pasegno is right. You flat too much. That's a check race fool or dissecting the donk bet. And uh, do not put in, by the way, I cussed a lot of you out. Pre, well, I didn't cuss on this show, but perhaps privately I said something. Uh, a lot of you guys I thought were tagged to another affiliate and a few of you were, and you were tagged to another affiliate and you were just trying to get free stuff out of me. And like a few of you did admit that was what you were trying to do. And I, I don't know how you expect me to respond to like, yeah, I tried to rob you, but could you help me out anyway? Uh, <laughs> but I found out a lot of you weren't doing that. What happened was you thought you could double dip, which is you could put a promo code from somewhere else and get their, get their deal. And then you could still sign up with me. no, I made sure there was no promo code because I didn't want this to be difficult for you guys. And, but if you put a promo code of someone else, it's going to tag you to them and I can't give you anything. Right. So anyway, be sure not to put any promo code, just sign up through our link. And, uh, I think, I think that's about it. Oh yeah. Sign up, go to pogradrush.com. That's uh that's kind of our fun site. See all the trip reports, blogs, strategy articles, battle rap videos, and sign up for the newsletter that if you want to do something for me, sign up for that newsletter. The sign up link is right there. The link to sign up for uh, like a lesson is right there. Everything is on that site, pokeradress.com. Check it out. It's kind of the hub. It's the main site and the only source for all that free good stuff we got going on. Check it all out. Cool. And if you want uh, questions for Alex, the next show, Send them in, email questions at oneouter.com or tweet them to me at oneouter.com or post them on the Facebook group. Uh, until the next show, thanks for listening and cheers. Cheers.
Make room at your Thanksgiving table this November because America's Card Room is coming over. And we're bringing over $2.5 million guaranteed. From November 27th to December 6th, you'll find 76 killer events spread out over 10 days with buy-ins as low as 27 cents. And the best part? OSS5 has over $2.5 million in prize pools, including the $1 million guaranteed Million Dollar Sunday Tournament. You'll find satellites feeding into every single event, including the $1 million tourney, only at America's Card Room.